Well, Remembrance Day is tomorrow. Uh, of course, it is the 11th of November, and we'll be remembering all those Canadians who fought and died in the world wars and in other conflicts. Afghanistan is always a really uh, vivid one for me. You know that some 40,000 Canadian soldiers fought in Afghanistan over 13 years, the country's largest ever overseas military operation. Um, I arrived there for the very first time in July of 2006. I remember the heat. I remember the desert of Kandahar, uh, the mountains, the smell of diesel in Kabul, uh, but mainly the heat in Kandahar. Um, and it was at the time of something called the Battle for Panjwe, which was one of the first real big fights that Canada was involved in in southern Afghanistan after we uh, we took over in Kandahar province, uh, near Kandahar City. This is what it sounded like. This is combat camera footage that you can listen to that was taken back in early July of 2006, just, just before I got there. In just three months, and that included Operation uh, Medusa as well, which is quite a famous um, battle in Kandahar for Canadians. We lost 16 Canadian soldiers. 50 were wounded. Over more than a decade, more than 150 Canadian soldiers were killed in Afghanistan. Thousands were injured. Uh, and as you heard there, this was war. Now, tomorrow again, we'll pause and remember their sacrifice and that of all the men and women who served, fought, and died. But as we mark November 11th, 2022, in the background, there is an issue that continues to frustrate some Afghanistan combat veterans. You see, back in 1993, Canada created its own Victoria Cross. It had been a Commonwealth British thing before that. It became our Canadian highest military honor, controlled by us. But despite that very long war fought in Afghanistan, the deaths, the injuries, the valor, the heroism, the pain, the tears, the scars that remain, no Canadian has been awarded that honor. Not one, ever. Now, 20 did receive the second highest honor, which is the Star of Military Valor. But again, to this day, we are the only country among our major allies, such as the US, the UK, Australia, even New Zealand, not to award our top military honor to a soldier who fought in Afghanistan. And it begs the question, well, why not? It's a question that retired Corporal Bruce Monker has also been asking himself for a while now, years really. Now he was badly injured during a friendly fire incident during that same battle for Panjwe in 2006 that I mentioned earlier. In fact, it happened just a few months after those sounds of fighting that you heard earlier. There are serious injuries he lives with to this day, but he's also raised his voice on this and many other issues, he's a founding member of the Afghanistan Veterans Association of Canada and now part of an organization called Valor in the Presence of the Enemy, which is leading the push to see those who fought in Afghanistan be considered for the Victoria Cross, one soldier in particular. And he joins me now from Thompson, Manitoba. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me. Remembrance Day. Um, we we were talking about this growing up, you know, as a kid. I don't know whether you ever think you're going to see a war. You certainly saw one. What's it like? What's what does the eleventh mean to you now? Oh man, I can tell you 
like the 11th was almost like the soldier St. Patrick day when I first got in, it was uh, getting to the, the cenotaph and doing our parade. And then I was in a Scottish regiment when my re- in the reserve. So I, uh, I'd have, I'd wear a kilt and it was, sometimes it would be snowing out and it'd be very cold. And uh, then you'd go to the local Legion and you'd meet with some of these incredible, incredible world war two veterans, career war veterans, and you'd just sit around and they they tell you stories of, you know, their service and you couldn't help but be in awe of their stories. And I, uh, I've always held a very soft spot in my heart for Remembrance Day. And it's it's like soul soup. It really is. It really helps me, you know, commemorate those that I've lost. I, I served with 13 soldiers that, that died in Afghanistan. And I know another 11 that have taken their lives since. So it, it really helps uh, you put things into perspective a remember a reminder of, of what you saw i mean i you're, you've told your story so often but to think back about those days back in 2006 i mean you are now one of those veterans like those who stormed the beaches at normandy you became one of those canadian soldiers it must be it must be surreal sometimes yeah i mean i'm also one of i i, I fought in the largest battle during the afghanistan war uh, Operation Medusa, and I, I fought, and I was, uh, you know, I, I it was a five-hour firefight, and you know, to be part of that is is an incredible honor, and to have played, you know, a small part uh, is just, you know, being part of history, but also, you know, knowing that I guess I could kind of relate to those guys, those those veterans that were, you know, in their seventies and eighties when I first met them, and understand that, you know, eventually I'll be that little short veteran which by the way i'm five foot six so i already am <laughs> very short but i will uh i'll be that guy in you know in, you know 60 70 years and uh, it's, it's a great club to be a part of you must still bear the scars both physically and emotionally from from what you uh from that day back in september 2006 and everything that happened around you i still have the scar on my head where i was shot um i actually just showed my sons the other day uh the scar on my hip where I was shot. I also have uh, some, I have scars everywhere. And then I was diagnosed with PTSD. So I've, uh, yeah, I, I still bear those scars from the, uh, the mental aspect as well. To, to the question now of, of Canada's highest military honor, the Victoria Cross, describing this sort of just even your incident and uh, entering Op Medusa, there were many other examples of bravery and valor uh, by Canadian soldiers during the Afghan war or during the time in Afghanistan. There's still been no no soldier from that from that conflict has been awarded the Victoria Cross, our, our highest military honor. That still rankles, doesn't it? That still is something that um, that sits there and, and sits there like sits there and and, uh, and and speaks to all those who fought in that war. It's like a there's a checklist that wars have essentially that you you kind of like to get those check marks in the boxes. And not having a VC is uh, is is one of those that check marks that you really think kind of legitimizes your uh your war and um uh again there's uh, there's other aspects that we've we fall like we don't have a, a national monument to the afghan uh, war but going back to the victoria cross i mean queen victoria uh, created it in 1854 and it was because in the crimean war at the time the stories of the individual acts of bravery were selling newspapers like hotcakes so they wanted to create this medal, so they hadn't officially documented these uh, individual acts of bravery. 
And the leadership at the time uh, pushed back and the queen stood her ground and created the Victoria Cross. And since then, 1,358 Commonwealth soldiers have been awarded the Victoria Cross. 99 are Canadians. So of the tens of millions that have fought, only uh, a small fraction have ever gotten it. And in fact, 90% of them don't even live to receive it. It was mostly posthumous because their act of bravery was, was in, in, in a way suicidal. The, the, th- the thing that we got to remember is why the Victoria Cross is so important. It's, it's to put it into perspective for, for those. It's like w- winning an Oscar for acting or winning a Pulitzer Prize for reporting or winning a uh, Nobel Peace Prize for curing a disease. It's just, it's just, it is, it's the pinnacle of pinnacles for a soldier. And it's because it is so highly regarded and so rare. If we find situations where it wasn't bestowed for whatever reason it may be, it, it hurts that much more. Just for listeners, uh, as a reminder, I mentioned this, but uh, Canada created its own VC, Victoria Cross, in 1993. No Canadian soldier has been awarded it since. What is the issue? Is 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 the criteria too tough? What exactly is... Because I know other nations have awarded their highest military honours for wars fought in this century, Afghanistan, Iraq, and so forth. Uh, how come not here? In fact, every other of the five eyes, uh, United States, Britain... Uh, Australia, New Zealand, and ourselves being every single one but Canada has issued their highest honor uh, in Afghanistan, even. The United States gave 18 Congressional Medals of Honor. The British gave out four Victoria Crosses in Afghanistan, as did the Australians. And New Zealand gave out a, a Victoria Cross as well. We took it over in 93, two years after the Australians did it. But we'd been talking about it since uh, the 80s under Mulroney. Once we did finally take it over, in the 30 years, we've never bestowed our, our country's highest honor once. I think the problem is, is, is compounded. There's many problems that, that kind of like led to where we are now. Um, the first and foremost was the generation that was responsible for giving out the Victoria Cross during the Afghan war. None of them had been in a war before that. So um, whereas you had the Australians were in Vietnam, you had uh, the British in the Falklands War. So uh, I think that that is, you know, not being able to relate or not being able to comprehend or understand, you know, a Victoria Cross worthy because you were just you never experienced it or you never saw combat would have been a problem. The other thing is you got to also understand is that perhaps just set the bar so high that they early on they might not have given the VC because they didn't want to see like they were giving the Victoria right. Cross out so early. And uh, uh, this is the story of, of Private Jess La Rochelle. You have one act of valor, Private Jess La Rochelle, who you feel is worthy of that highest honor. Why is that? Well, I mean, Jess checks all the, the, the boxes. Um, so there's, in, in our, I guess, opinion, the Victoria Cross comes with four criteria. Uh, an incredible act of bravery, uh, uh, saving the lives of others, uh, ch- changing the course of the battle, and being injured while uh, doing that act of bravery. And, and frankly, Jess hits all of those swimmingly. I think that uh, a lot of the, the information kind of didn't make its way to the governor general in the way that it should have. I think a lot of the uh, citations have been uh, edited and, and amended to the point where they don't are unrecognizable on the uh, governor general's website. So I think that's one of the problems. 
but I, I'll I'll give you my version of Jeff, what Jess did that day. And then if your listeners want to go and look at Jess's uh, citation and see what the government's version of that day looks like, you could see that you know clearly that the all the details aren't there. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you just allow me, I will tell you the story of Jess Lorichelle on October fourteenth, two thousand six. His platoon undermanned came to Strong Point Center. Um, they were tasked with trying to prevent the Taliban from taking this uh, strategic part of the uh, Kandahar province. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, they had about 15 minutes notice that uh, an attack was coming. And Jess just was, uh, they were looking for volunteers to man the observation post. And Jess put his hand up and volunteered to man it. And within moments of him being there, a rocket-propelled grenade hit his position It knocked him unconscious, giving him a severe concussion, blew out his right eardrum, and detached his right retina. He also suffered uh, a broken uh, vertebrae in his back and his neck. And when he came to, two of his section were killed, another four injured, and they're about to be uh, overrun by 40 Taliban. And uh, so he started manning the C6 machine gun that he had at his position, and he started firing. And uh, when he got low on ammunition, he then uh, saw a pile of M72 rocket launchers, the single-shot rocket launchers. He began to pull those apart, taking the rubber stoppers off and pulling them apart. And you also got to remember, you have to inspect these to make sure that they're not bent or warped because the rocket, if it is, will not fire out properly. I don't know if he did properly inspect because obviously, you know, the adrenaline's going and, and the war's going. But if any of those had been bent, it, they would have detonated in his hand, and killed him. So he takes those M72s uh, rockets and he fires 15 of them, um, each of which it must have been excruciating to fire each of those rockets uh, with a broken back and a broken neck. Not to mention that you have to expose yourself because the back blast area uh, behind you has to be clear. Otherwise, it could injure you uh, from the force leaving the, the rocket. So imagine exposing yourself 15 times to the enemy. And then, and then once you fired your one shot, having an empty tube in your hand and being completely visible to the enemy. And he, and then doing that another 14 times after that, um, once he single-handedly repelled the, uh, enemy, he then, uh, manned that position for, uh, the remainder of the night, uh, and was relieved in the uh, morning at which he then uh, went to the ramp ceremony for uh, the fallen and he helped carry private Blake Williamson's casket. And only then did he come forward and say that he was injured and the severity of his injuries were identified. And he lives with them to this day. It's his birthday too today, isn't it? You were telling me. Yes. Today, November 10th is, is Jess's birthday and we, we've, we've, we want to wish him a happy birthday and uh, hope that he's having uh, a, a peaceful day at home. He spent two months uh, in the hospital during the summer and was just had a surgery and got out around uh, Thanksgiving. And the doctors say he has about a six-month uh, road to recovery in front of him. Are you hopeful that uh, that the Victoria Cross will be awarded to someone that you fought with or, or someone that you knew or someone that one of your comrades in arms from Afghanistan? And, and why does it matter if, if, if Canadians should know why it matters so much to you? What, what would you tell them? So I guess there's in, in the twofold in that um, other countries have, have started doing, not only other countries have also been, other countries have been issuing their Victoria Crosses, other countries have been re, uh, doing reviews 
and uh, going back and getting it right. And we'd like to, to be part of that. We'd like, I think Canada should go back and review uh, the soldiers that w- we've identified 32 uh, that we feel should be reviewed. And, uh, you know, it's not just Jess, but we want to start with Jess and then scope out there, start the precedence. And once we do, I mean, Oh, it's not just about getting the Victoria Cross. It's also about getting people to know about what Jess did. It, it pains me to say, but a lot of these guys that got the Star of Military Valor, their stories are being forgotten or becoming, you know, tall tales or myths. And uh, we want to make sure that they aren't forgotten and that, you know, these incredible acts of bravery, not just from Afghanistan veterans, but from veterans of all wars that have fought bravely on the front lines aren't forgotten and that we want to make sure that we uh that everyone knows who jess lowershell is or francis peggy magabo or tommy prince or uh george burling or ernest pool like these guys are uh the epitome of what makes this country so great bruce Meyer, thank you so much for your time thanks for having me all the best